I'm on my own, broken alone. I feel the rain crashing down. All around this empty town, I'm searching for the lost and found. But you don't care. Hello, dear listeners. This is Dr. Leland. As we stand on the cusp of a new year, I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to each of you. Your unwavering support has made Level Up Academy podcast a thriving community of curiosity and connection. This year has been a roller coaster of emotions, but through it all, you've been the driving force behind our meaningful conversations. Your engagement, feedback, and the time you've chosen to spend with us have made every episode special. Thank you so much. We have less than nine episodes left for the year. Just FYI, we are rated top 10% on Global Rank on most popular shows out of 3,223,969 podcasts. Thanks to you. Hello, everybody. Welcome again. I'm so glad that you're here. So you already know I do my shout outs, okay? Um, I'm sure you guys are seeing my shout outs here. The, and it's, if you know me and my character, I don't just connect with people that I don't really connect or vibe in, right? And if I don't know what they stand for, I will never put them in this list for sure. I have a lot to put on this list. Um, so forgive me if you're not on my list and you're like, oh my God, you didn't even put me on the list. You will be. It's just that the people who are coming to my live shows, who are commenting on my post. Those are the people that are that are actually fresh on my head. And then I'm like, oh, I got to put them in this list. Um, so that's literally how I work. Whoever is constant in my life is the one that's going to be on my list. Um, another one is my sister. She's working right now, so she's probably not watching, but she's definitely a team replay. Uh, Nicole and I have a project called 50 Inspirational Connections on LinkedIn. And please, I nominate anybody who's in here on this live and nominate people that you uh, think that are in who's inspirational so that we can elevate them so we can blast them I'll put them on my summit and I have I'm anyone and everyone through your story right and don't be afraid it is the first thing that you have to do is go through that wall of uncertainty and comfortableness and not knowing just know that I am here for you and I have a team of tribe, my people, right? I call them my tribe because they are amazing people. We can move mountains um, and there's opportunities left and right. You just have to take it. There is no fee. People are asking like, is there a fee? I know you guys are so used to like paying people to to do a shout out or anything like that. There is no fee in, on, on my projects on um, the 50 inspirational. There's no fee. I just want to give back to my community. And the fastest that I can elevate you is through this project. So this is your moment. This is your chance to go out and say, yep, this is my story. I own it and I want to help you and I want to inspire you through my journey. So Nicole and I have that project. The third one is See ya, okay? See ya, don't want to be ya. Sorry, sis, I had to say that. <laughs> um, if you need help on your digital um, productions when it comes to streaming and things like that, please DM her. She is very knowledgeable. Her background is in technology and SonicWall, HP, those are the companies that she used to work for. So go ahead and hit up Sia. Dr. Newpeat show i believe it's 12 p.m pst she is all about elevating other women as well right and lachelle would say collaboration over competition so yes i collaborate with all my brothers and sisters who have a show because we need to be heard and all of the people that we have need to be heard and that's what we are doing there's seven billion people out there and growing right and if you know seven billion that's a lot and we're not reaching that many people, right? So we have to collaborate to reach that many people with our messages of positivity. John, I did not know, okay, that he, he's probably like scratching his head why I put this up right now, but he is on Spotify. He was 24. And I'm not going to tell you, okay, this is your your trivia for today. I'm not going to tell you which one over here is John. You guys going to tell me. Okay, so number one would be this guy with the hat. Number two would be this guy right here with the sleeveless. Number three is this guy with the shades. And number four is this guy, right? And this is John. So give me your number. Where do you think John is? 
and pretty cool music, by the way. John is the guy that we're going to talk today, right? The man of the hour. Um, of course, my sister Marilyn, she does a lot. She's in Singapore. If you're not connected with her, please connect. Another one is Stephanie Delfonso, amazing human. Um, another one is my educational sisters. These are, they are, this is Christine and Kristen. Okay. And of course my student, my friend, Michelle, she's a transformational coach. She went through cancer, divorce, moving, you name it, right? She can help you at least talk through life. And of course my brother, Christian, my 2d animator, he's the one who did my 2d animation. If you need Okay, somebody who listens to you and not complain to every changes that I ask, he will do the same job for you. I, I guarantee just like Dr. Leland sent me. Timothy was my brother last night. Okay, first of all, he said he's an introvert. So that means that makes me an introvert. Yeah, okay, my uh, kids did not buy that. But hey, maybe I am an introvert. I just don't know it yet, <laughs> okay? My brother Olu, he's also in uh, Nigeria. And he is a web developer. He's actually, we are doing research phase right now to create a membership for me. I want to be the Netflix of education. That's my goal. I'm putting it out there and I'm living it out there. I want to help everyone get educated in an affordable way. Um, some of the classes that I teach would cost you five to $10,000. There's no way that you could elevate and level up in that amount of money. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to scale it down in my company that I have control over so you can get an education. Um, there is no accreditation on it yet. I'm working on that as well. But you get an education where it has, it has transferable skills. It is not just based on theory. My sister, Susana, if you want to think outside the box, please, please connect with her. Amazing human. Um, Paul, I mean, you see Paul everywhere. I mean, he's 26, but he's 66, 96, 106, I think, right? <laughs> he's going to comment in here soon, like, you could be as old as my mama. Please stop, okay? But I am. That's so true. Um, knowledgeable, friendly, and also very amazing intellect. And he's definitely mature for his age. Um, he surrounds himself with smart women, smart men out there, and that is the reason why, right? Um, oh, by the way, Paul, I think I'm going to do karaoke later. I'll post it um, about the mountain. I just realized what you just said. And I'm like, I know that song. It's in my head. So I will post it later. And don't laugh at my karaoke mad skills. Okay. Peter Quill, best CEO out there, leadership, owns his own business from the tab. I believe he said they're in 23 nations or 23 countries so far. And so if you need any business help, any type of um, peer group, pretty much business where they talk about how to navigate within your business, what is missing in your business, creating that mission that you might need just a jump and help, go ahead and talk to Peter. Janice, I know she's not here. She's moving her son. Good luck to you, sis. Um, but I will always have a shout out with this lady because I bought her pillowcase if you snore, right? Um, it helps me with my snoring because the pillowcase itself has a little lumbar in your neck. So when you put it like that, it actually elevates. So your tongue's not, you know, blocking your your airwaves and stuff. So it's really good. Airways is is something that your tongue comes out and you just keep snoring. Well, this one helps it. So if you haven't, uh, contact Janice, okay? Um, Kirsten Beck, love her because she basically is using words and the power of words to create visibility and value and trust for your clients. Deborah Jackson is my energy sister. Amazing. Um, Lonnie Ray and her are my energy sisters. I always have a smile from ear to ear when I have them. Mike, I mean, what are you going to say with Mike, right? If you're not connected with Mike, you have to connect with Mike. We have a lot going brewing in the hounds right now, right? Hounds of business. Now, Raquel has a show on Saturday. I'm Sister, can you put in the comments if you're here what time it is on Saturday? Uh, she's another woman that we can collaborate because she elevates people, right, to help them to, to put their stories out there, to stay positive despite of life circumstance and adversity. Lachelle, 15 kids. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, if you're not connected with her, connect. Are you ready? Is my guest ready? I'm not... 
Oh my God! See, look at that smile. You can't buy that smile. How are you doing, John? I'm awesome. It's so great to be here. Yes, really, yes. Truly. Um, I have so many comments in here already, and I'm like, oh man, I am just low right now. Um, so yeah, we had a conversation sideline. I didn't know about. I'm like, what? You're a rock star. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's so many stories about that. But first. Go ahead and um, tell us who you are. And then this is my first question. I'm going to leave it there. Um, tell me who you are and then think back 20 years ago and find within your timeline significant changes in your life that got you here today where you are. Oh, my gosh. That's actually an, an easy one. So, um, well, first, thanks for for being, you know, for having me. Um, I'm always, I mean, it's just humbling and I'm extremely grateful um, to be a guest. Um, you, you kill it by the way, I'm learning so much just watching, like we had a conversation beforehand. Um, and, and I'm, I'm leveling up just literally watching what you do. So, um, <laughs> it's, it's killer. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> oh, I love this show where, uh, internet just crash on everyone. Um, yeah. Nords. Yeah, I don't know what's happening either. So this is actually um, John John's um, internet just crashed. So it's no big deal. But here's what I'm going to tell you in terms of financial and also making sure that today we still dedicate our time to add value conversation. Okay. And I want to give you a valuable conversation since you even are here today. Now, I was going to ask John about, he actually wrote a book. I don't know if you guys look at his profile, but he wrote a book on ManApp, right? Like literally all about that. And so I wanted to make sure that you guys know that when it comes to adding value conversation, that you guys are able to provide value every day by being kind, right? Kindness is everywhere, but you have to find it in your heart to do it. And I also wanted to talk about the 50 Inspirational Connections um, project um, since we're waiting for John. I don't know if he's able to come back or not, but I want to talk and take this time um, to basically make sure, right, make sure that you guys know what it means to me and what it means to Nicole. The show, I mean, not the show, but the the whole entire project actually came about when we had a conversation that we were talking about, okay, guys, we're going to be having, um, elevating our community. You know, there's so many people suffering from depression and anxiety and just overwhelm um, my community. And I'm sure your community is full of people who lost their jobs. And when losing your job, that's a hard thing to do. So uh, a lot of people, like right now, I want to give Cynthia Nordstrom a shout out. If you guys know of a job that she can have, please let her know and let me know. I want to help her get her um, a job out there. She wants, this is Cynthia, she wants to get a job as a, an assistant. She, her background is in real estate. She did graphic design back years ago. But I want to make sure that when I do this project of 50 Inspirational, it came about and it was born in a conversation uh, based on Nicole's story. I was so inspired by her story. Like, you know, she is this person and she didn't expect anything. She went to LinkedIn and she kind of just put herself and her her journey out there of what is happening with her. And when she basically got her story, um, because it's the human side of her that people see that they too are going through. And she's just, I mean, her knee is just in pieces, right? And she still kept her spirit literally in the in like two, three months of, of what she's done. Right. And she ha has elevated herself. She got a book deal. She got, you know, her graphics design, you know, uh, business now. And when I sit back and relax, it doesn't really take years and years and years and years for some people to show up for themselves. 
I think what's happening is that you are really, it's, it's hard for people to grasp other people's success when they see it so quickly. But what you don't see about that success is the suffering 10 years, five years, 20 years, 40 years, all their lives. They're suffering all their lives. And I really truly believe that when you're not ready for that moment, you feel all that rejection at all times. But when you are ready for that moment, and you know when you're ready, because you are actually thinking like this, this is, think of a line, and you're here and this line and then whatever that you want to do. When you get your feet just in that line, and you're like, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know if I should do it. I'm going to be that voice in your head that said, do it, do it anyway, right? What is the worst thing that can happen? If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. I know that's a song. Sia is probably saying that. Literally, make sure that when you are given that opportunity, think about this. You could die right now. I know it sounds morbid. You could die right now walking on the street, getting hit, right? But where is your impact? What legacy are you leaving? I I hear all these things right now everywhere, like dying and things like that. And make sure that when you are leaving this earth, we're already full of technology, that you are making an impact and a legacy for your great, 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 great grandkids out there, right? So make sure that whatever you're doing right now, think of what message are you leaving the world What is your impact and legacy? And this 50 inspirational project, I'm hoping that whoever you are is listening, think back. What is the five minutes of your life that you're going to give to the world a message? And with that in mind, John is back. See, I can run on. I can be here all myself, but it's not about me. It's about my people here, right? So let's put John back. Hello. Oh my gosh. So I, you know, it, it, um, God love AT&T and, um, yeah. So, um, uh, literally my entire internet at the house is down. I hopped up on on a cell phone. So I'm hoping this comes through. I apologize. How terrible. No, no, don't feel terrible. It is fine because I can talk all day. Um, it's no big deal. (laughs) Um, but let's go back and know, know you, let's go back and know you a little bit and think about this question. So it's funny that you say 20 years. Um, so I'll share a little bit of, of just me and, and, and what happened 20 years ago. So, you know, you put up the whole band thing. I, um, for the longest time, thought I was going to be a rock star. I really did. I, I, that was my goal. I was a music major in college, and I grew up 45 minutes from Manhattan. So the whole tri-state area was, you know, you know kind of, you know, where you were going to get it done. Um, so I was teaching music. I was a public school band director um, by day and chasing a dream of being a rock star at night. And I did that for a very long time. Um, and then at 27, you know, 26 was like, all right, I'm really good at this teaching thing. I have a passion for helping people. I loved being a teacher at the time. And, um, you know, at 27, 26, I was like, all right, I probably should, you know, stop doing this rock star thing we had gotten really close which is what you see on spotify and then you know there was a slow decline um and the music business was so different back then but uh 27 married 28 house 29 daughter 32 master's degree 33 son like everything that you know you do um what i call the middle class you know trap um i went in and i was told you know work hard every day and you'll be successful. And I did that. Um, I ran an entire music program uh, at the pinnacle of my career at 33. Literally, I was in charge of an entire school, uh, school's music program. I was working 12 to 15 hours a day, six days a week. Literally, I was never home. My kids were in daycare, marriage falling apart. I mean, it was just bad making, you know, very little money for the work that was putting in, being put in. And uh, at the time, I went to my pastor and I said, you know, something's just not right. I, I, everybody, I did everything that I was told to do from a success standpoint and life is not, you know, really good. And, um, he gave me a book called wild at heart and that book changed my life. And so literally 
um, November of this year will mark 20 years that we, um, I personally resigned my teaching position. Um, we sold our home, um, moved here to Florida from Connecticut, and at 33 years old with no job, nothing, started over. And two weeks later, I stumbled into an office for financial education, and I saw what was not being taught to people like me. And I got so angry. I was like, that's what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And that's how our financial practice got launched, um, which come January will be 20 years. So it's crazy how, um, you know, we just took that step in. I heard somebody say it's the audacity of youth. And that clearly sums up where we were. We were just like, you know what? We're young enough. Let's do it. And we'll figure it out as we go. And uh, I teach that all the time. Just, just step and the next opportunity will present itself. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that. And and, and I picked 20 years. Um, someone actually got offended that I picked 20 years. of like, I'm so young. There's no 20 years of my life. And I'm like, well, then pick about what memory that you have with your parents. You know, like that's that's the thing with with my 20 years. It's because it's a happy spot for a lot of people. Like I'm hitting 20 years of my marriage this year, you know. And so it's like that 20 year mark seems to be the happy spot for everyone where you could see the timeline of your life progress, right? From whatever you were doing to whatever you're doing. But there's always something constant in your life. It's that hunger, hunger to do what? I don't know. But now we know when we're a little bit older, like we need to help each other, <clears throat> need to help people. And that's what you're doing is you're helping your community, our world to level up because you're like, I had this problem. No one ever gave me this thing. What is happening here? Right. So I'm so glad yeah. that you you did that. Now, I'm going to go to the next question is, what is the first step someone should take when they decide to improve their financial situation? And we're going to go a little bit about what what you created with your book and also your podcast as well. Sure. Um, well, financially, I think the decision number one to improve is is like the biggest step, right? Like change change never happens without the desire to do so. So I, I, I whenever somebody's like, all right, I got to, I got to improve this situation. That's such a monumental step to say, I'm going to do something about it. I think the second thing is seek guidance, right? Like seek out a coach. You know, we, we, I see often so many times that when it comes to finances, we're not, seeking help. Like it's this private taboo thing that um, we shouldn't discuss. And it's the thing I think, it, you know, money is, it's like oxygen, right? You need it and you need to do well with it. And I, it wasn't until I learned how many people were ripping me off that I decided to get educated and find those mentors. And, and so I, I think mentorship is a really, really big deal. Um, make sure it's somebody who knows what they're doing. You can research that. There's so much transparency now to find who that person is. But number one, right, seek out a coach. I think that's the, the first step. And then obviously there's other steps, but that's a big one. Okay. Uh, Cynthia, is it man up or man up? <laughs> it uh, is man up already. Yeah. The, the already uh, is, is key. Like, it's like, will you please freaking do so now? <laughs> Right. Yesterday. It was yesterday. Okay. Let's talk right. about that. How right. did you get create your book? I was like, what, what happened? What transpired between, you know, from the beginning to the end? Yeah. So the book came about um, in my financial business. I had an opportunity to mentor and coach a lot of people. And I'm passionate about entrepreneurship and just, you know, if things aren't working, change. And sometimes um, when you change, you know, change is not comfortable, right? Like, there's, there's a point with, with us as human beings that we're going to hit that place where everything we know and everything we are is not enough to get us to the next level. And in mentoring and coaching people, what I started to notice around 2015 was men would hit that point and shrink back from that moment. And women would hit that point and kick into another gear. And I found that very interesting. Like, that's not how I grew up with. Like, if, if, if whatever, if there's another level, then freaking dig in, man. Like, you know, uh, man up is not, it's, it's abused, but it's like inside of you is the ability to do so in everybody. 
but as a, I'm a man, right? So in, 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 in how I grew up, like excuses don't matter. You've got to dig in and get to that next level. And I start, started to see this pattern of, of people not. So that was kind of brewing. And I met somebody and they're like, oh, you know, you need to write a book. And I said, if I'm going to write a book, it's not going to be financial. The book is going to be about who men are created to be. I really truly believe in the divine design of men and women and what's inside there and what what is suppressed and what needs to come out. So that's where the the idea of the book came from. Um, and from thought to print, it was four months. It flew out of me um, in, in, in what I wanted to say. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Are, is it an Amazon, by the way, John? Yeah, yep, yep. Just make sure the, the already is the key word. There's a lot of man up stuff out there, but there's only one one thing called man up already. Yeah, and it, you have to look at his name, okay, for the author, <laughs> if you if you guys right. are looking at that, um, to make sure that you basically do that. Now, for me, I think I love that that book that even the title, like I haven't read it already and it's what is the premise about it like can you tell us a little bit i don't want you to tell me the whole thing but like kind of get a synopsis or a summary of like what is in the book what is the value that you're trying to provide your reader sure <clears throat> yeah that's happy to share so um i speak all the time that success i call it success is built on a chassis right like there's fundamental things when it comes to living a successful life that I think are, are universal everywhere. And what I was trying to say in the book is when it comes to men in particular, so the subtitle of the book is how to live and lead at home and in the marketplace, meaning who you are at home and who you are out there in the world, career-wise, whatever, there's, there's no difference between the two. And I was really going after the hearts of men in the book, but it appeals to, to women as well, but what I was, what I'm saying there is, look, you have a divine design, number one. Number two, that here's here's what your your spouse needs from you, your partner, your children, as a man, number one. And number two, I it, there's the second half of the book focuses on what I call the four pillars. And those four pillars are, <clears throat> I think, from a character standpoint, if you stand on the pillars of integrity, humility, authenticity, and morality, you're going to be successful in life. And so often, you know, you see um, people, they're successful. And I think, I really do think women are better at this than men because of the, the relational aspect of women are and the emotional aspect. And, and men can be taught to turn those things off. And I, I was one of them, especially after my father died that it was just be successful. And, and so we, we tend to focus on, all right, I'm going to be successful in my career, but then there's other things in life that fall apart. But if you stand on right humility, right? Humility, it's not about you. Integrity is do what you say you're going to do. Your word is your bond. Authenticity is be you, be the real you, stop being a poser. And morality is do the right thing that I think if we stand on those pillars, then life is going to have a successful outcome because the foundation is very strong. I love that. And and before you came in, I was talking about, you know, having the courage to push because sometimes we have an, um, we have an idea and we want it. We get so excited. We talked about it with our friends. We got even more excited. And then you're talking to your head and your head is like, mm, I don't know if that's going to work. And then you talk to another friend, right, to get an affirmation if that you're in the right direction. But your friend doesn't understand what you're trying to say. And so they're going to be like, no, I don't think that's right. And then so you now you keep doubting yourself and you're going to that rabbit hole. And for me, I think sometimes you need to have the courage to say, what the heck, let's do it and see what happens. Right. Like this project that I'm doing with 50 Inspirational Connections I don't, I have a premise. I had a goal. I had a vision, but it's taking its own life. And I hope that it, you know, the outcome and I, I wish the outcome is going to be good because the intention is very good. Right. But I think when you're looking at what you're doing with your book and what your actually business is doing, which is financial education, let's talk a little bit more about that in terms of financial education. How can someone create a realistic budget and stick to it? Oh, that's, 
one of my favorites. Um, let me say this as well. I'm on a cell line, um, and so it can be spotty. So if you lose me, I apologize. My Wi-Fi still has – it's just down. Um, look, when it, can you hear me okay? Yep, perfect. Okay. When it comes to a budget, um, I teach what my father taught me when I said to him – I think I was 24. I'm like, I wanted to move out of the house. And he said, okay, well, and he took out a sheet of paper and, you know, tie in what I talk about in my book, which is authenticity, be real, take out a blank sheet of paper and literally write income. So what comes in and be real about it? What really comes in? What are the numbers? So somebody could say, well, I, you know, I make, let's round it up. I make a hundred thousand a year, but that's not the real number. What's the, the net after taxes? What's coming out? What actually comes into the home that you can count on? And then the next is obviously expenses and be real about that. Be transparent. What is literally coming out? You know, Dave Ramsey talks about own every dollar. I just, just be real, dump it out on a piece of paper and look at the hard numbers. A budget you know, budgets are like diets. They're never going to work if we're not emotionally connected to them. Right. Mm -hmm. If we have to if we have to change our behaviors that are out of alignment with who we are, we're not going to stick there. So, you know, when you want to get out of debt, you get out of debt. When you want to save, you save. If the want to isn't there, it's not going to happen long term. And both of those things require a long-term commitment. So I think it's about being brutally honest with what are your goals, you know, and this is where the success on a chassis principle comes into play. Goal setting, you know, there's, there's wishes, there's wants, and then there's real goals. So if, if you want to, you know, we, we moved into a new home last year and I want to put a patio on the back, but I'm not doing the patio until certain things are taken care of. Well, guess what? I'm not motivated necessarily by taking care of the things that need to be taken care of so much as I'm emotionally motivated by building a patio because I visualize what I want to do on the patio. I'm a big, I love cooking and entertaining. And I think about that all the time. So if I'm emotionally connected with the patio, well, then I'm not just going to go get in debt for the patio. I'm going to make sure certain things are taken care of. So I'm looking at my budget and I'm looking at how, you know, what's going to happen, planning out there. All right. So the, maybe the patio doesn't happen this year. It happens next year. What do I need to take care of financially to make that happen? What do I want to have in savings? What do I want to have um, in, in various other things before that happens? So because I'm emotionally connected to some results, I'm going to stick to the plan. Okay. I love that. And, and for me, I think it's, it's simple. It's <laughs> debits and credits. Okay. And basically, you know, like you said, be realistic. Don't, yeah, you make a hundred thousand dollars, but that's not what you're taking home. You're taking home a lot of taxes, uh, not just taxes, but also like, um, uh, insurance, health insurance gets taken out of there. Right. And other obligations and things like that, that you might have FSA flexible spending account, um, get taken out. So you have to look at what's actually coming into your bank account right? Make sure you add those if you're paid monthly or, you know, bi-weekly and then see what's coming out of your budget, right? Um, oh, we lost John again. So that would be my thing because I teach accounting for my students and sometimes they get really confused on the budget of, you know, debits and credits. For me, look at, you don't need to have an income statement and a balance sheet to get all that going, right? You just need to make sure that you're, you're balancing your books in terms of debits and credits, what's coming into your account and what is going out. And I think Sia was talking about this on her show. I don't remember which show about, you know, making sure that every single dollar counts. Like if you're seeing yourself, like I was looking at my Starbucks, I spend like, I don't know, 150 to $200 a week on Starbucks. And cause my kids, my kids, oh my gosh. And sometimes I am a little bit generous. I do like give Starbucks to their friends, like three or four friends. Um, and I take them. Remember, guys, I, I drive a mom mom van and it's a sprinter. So I have 12 people, including myself in that car. So if I take them, guess what? They're going to if I go to Starbucks, it's not just going to be my kids having Starbucks. It's going to be my other, you know, friends that they have to go to Starbucks. So look at your debits and credits to make sure that what's coming in and also look at and list down things like take those receipts and just list down like how much money do I spend on food and how much money do I spend on entertainment and how much all this money that I'm spending 
right? And then you can actually make a decision to like, oh, instead of spending $200 a month, uh, $20 a week on Starbucks, maybe I can do that like 50 bucks, right? Not bring all the kids not and make a rule and boundaries for your kids so you don't spend so much money. Um, we're talking about budget. <laughs> Debits and credits since you were gone. Um, so that was my my two cents in there. Now, my next question for you is, what are some common mistakes people make when it comes to credit cards and how can they avoid them? Um, credit cards, you, you you need them. You need them, right? They they have a function. I think credit cards need to be used like if you're booking a trip and, and, and all that other stuff. Um, they are not a substitute for what you have not earned. I think that's really, really key. Um, they are not the, um, you know, and I had made this mistake early on, like I joke, but it's a sad fact that before I learned everything that I learned, I had a credit card in the kitchen drawer and that was my emergency fund. Nobody had never taught me, you know, real, real, like a real plan and, and how it all really, really works. And I'll share a key nugget, um, with everyone after. But I, I will say that um, I use credit and, and you need you need to use credit. Um, a key thing is your credit cards negatively affect your credit report, which is all your credit score, which is also important. Um, if you're 30 percent above the amount that you have available to you. So if your credit cards are take the take the amount and, and it's the whole thing, right? So Let's say you have $10,000 of credit card debt. Um, paying off one card is not going to help. You've got to take the $10,000 down to $3,000 across the board. Mm. So it's it's the total number, right? It's 30%. Once your credit card debt goes above 30% of your overall debt available, that's when it becomes a challenge. So be mindful of that. I, if you're going to use a credit card, use it when you know you can pay it off. Don't carry and pay interest um, because it's it's not going to serve you. Now, there may be moments where you need to, but have a bona fide freaking plan to get that paid off in a short period of time. Yeah, that's that's such a good like Sia said, I wish I was uh, needing this question when I was 18, because when we're young, nobody taught us. You don't even learn that in high school. And I think they should. Budgeting is something and balancing your checkbook I know we don't use checkbook anymore, but balancing your account, it should be an investment 101 on adulthood for, for seniors, really. Um, and yeah. I don't know why we yeah. don't teach that. We should. We wouldn't be in a debt right now. That's crazy. Um, my next question is, investing can be intimidating. What are some key principles that beginners should know before starting to invest on anything? Yeah. So um, this is where, from a compliance standpoint, I can't, I can't dive in too deep. Um, when it comes to investing and there, do your research, number one, seek out professional advice, number two, um, and start small. Like I, I teach people start small, right? Yeah. It's better to increase over time than to make a mistake and, and, and look, look back on, on things, um, that, that you regret. So um, get educated, seek out professional advice, start small. But more importantly, I think, look, when it comes to finances, if everything is energy and it is, then we've got to have happy, healthy, positive money thoughts. And so everything that we need to do financially is, should be right organized from a space of every, whatever step I take next, I'm doing as a positive action versus a negative action because they build on top of each other. You grow, right? Like I talk a lot on money is a symptom of a bigger, of a thought process. Um, so wherever, whatever's happening, like, you know, money's like a relationship, right? Our finances are like a marriage, right? If my relationships are off, there's, there's a reason for that. If my finances are off, there's an internal reason why that is. Um, not to go off on a tangent, but anything, right? If investing is growing over time, um, then we want to approach it in, in the proper manner. I, I, I can't dive into like actual money 
principles right, right, because right. Um, you know this is we're not this talking is about not the platform would be yeah. would be in our butt right now but i wanted to shout out to jody um thank you for being here jody and um she does structure settlement so that's what she does for a living and she's good at what she does so if you guys have any settlements and you need to structure it to keep your money hit up Jody, right? So that's for sure. Um, that is her wheelhouse. Um, my next question is this. This is a lot of questions that my students always get. How important is it to have an emergency fund? And what are some strategies for building one? Oh, great. That's a great question. So how important is an emergency fund? It's the most important thing. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's the number one thing I teach. You got to have, you got to have an emergency fund. Um, what are the steps to create one? Again, it starts with the goal. When I sit down with people, one of the questions I ask is it's dark, it's late. You put your head down at night. You say, God, I'm so happy and thankful that I have X in an account that if the tires go flat or the refrigerator blows up, I could deal with that. What is that number? And everybody's number is different. I've gotten, I wish I had $1,000. I wish my number is 10,000, you know, to 20,000. It just, everybody's number is different. But what is that number for you? And that's the thing you need to start really working on. Because again, you're emotionally tied to that, right? If, if it's a thousand bucks and you have for the first time or 5,000, whatever it is, and you go, wow, look at how much I have in cash. That's the you feel good about that, and then you want to grow that. It says to you, to yourself, you are saying to yourself, "I can do this." Yeah, I I think we need all emergency funds. So for me, I think um, what we have done with my husband and I, mostly really my husband, he's good at collecting stuff. Um, we have liquid assets that we can sell today that it would sell within seven days. And he does collections. I don't know if you collect like um, sign anything, but he, he used to do a, he used to be um, pro baseball. He went, he almost went to pro. And so he, he loves baseball. That's his thing. Right. And he hates it when I said, I like basketball better. And he's like, he gave me this look and I'm five feet tall and my husband's six one. I'm like, okay, fine. I like baseball too. You know, like I get intimidated sometimes. I'm like, but when I really love my basketball game, I'm like, I don't care. I love basketball, you know? Um, and so he collects like crazy things I have never seen. And, and when I touched that $1.5 million magazine, magazine, okay. Like just little tiny magazine, 1.5 million and i'm thinking why would someone pay for this thing for 1.5 million and he's like and he had to school me on on people out there all over the world who's collecting a lot of really cool stuff and it's for me what i got from that is a it's liquid asset but what makes me really sad is we wait for people to die so that the value of their item goes up mm. How sad that they can't even see like Jimi Hendrix, right? My husband is actually part of the um, board for um, eBay on fake signatures. He knows everything in terms of signatures. He will get a loop like we have a loop. He invested on crazy loop because that's our we have a vault for stuff like that. Right. But he literally said, OK, this is signature is wrong. And he would report it to eBay because he's like, I feel bad for this poor people paying ten thousand dollars on a fake signature. You know, wow. so he, he tries to do that. And for me, I think emergency fund is having liquid assets that you can sell um, if you don't have cash. And, you know, you see all those people, they're cash poor, but they're really rich. Like even the Hollywood stars, they invest on money. They invest on on other things. Right. So emergency fund could be not just money wise, but liquid assets. Think of those Louis Vuittons over there and Hermes and Chanel. And I can sell my purses, too, in seven days. And I've done it. Because um, I collect all types of purses that are vintage or um, have really high value, and I can sell them quick. Um, and I've seen it. So I see that emergency fund as liquid assets, ladies and gentlemen. So think about those those things. Um, I know we ran out of time, and today was um, spotty, but it's okay. This is what we do with technology. We just run with it. It's not a big deal. However, 
I do want to celebrate you and elevate you. And there's so many things that we have to talk about that we haven't even had a chance to talk about. So we definitely, you need to definitely come back for sure. I'd, I'd love to come back. I'm, I'm just so, I apologize again. It's, no, it is don't. Technology, is, but... No, there is no apology needed because I can run with it. Like I said, I can talk all by myself. It's not even a big deal. I have so much to say, but here's what I want to do because I want to celebrate you. Each, everybody that is in my show, I want to celebrate them and I want to elevate them. So if there's anything, okay, this is it. Let's say that today is your last day on this earth. Sounds morbid, I know. But what would be your last words to impart on your family tree and the world who watches this? What would be the last imparting words that you would say? Um, well, besides telling my family how much I love them, um, my last words would be two things. What other people think doesn't matter and listen to your gut because that's where God speaks. I think those two things are um, are the key. We worry so much about how other people are going to interpret what we do. And our gut most of the time is right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was wondering if I lost you there for a minute. Or no, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having a pregnant pause. I know I'm like, ooh, shaky internet. <laughs> no, I... When you said that, it just, it kind of hits me in the right places. It's because I really had a recent friend, I'm not going to name names here, but I have recent friendship that I've always, I'm always like talking to people and helping people. I had a recent conversation and someone told me, you know, my gut told me this and my gut told me that, but I went with it because he seemed this, he seemed that. Women, we have really superpower out there, okay? I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not a man, so I can't relate, but... No, women do have that power. I, I we 100%, have, you do. You have an intuition that we do not. It's just crazy. So if your gut feeling tells you there is something wrong, do not fight it. Listen to it, okay? Because it's often I hear it and I did it and I experience it as well when my gut tells me, something is off and I watch sometimes it's not overnight where they show their true colors. It sometimes takes months. Sometimes it's years, right? Whatever it is that you're doing today. If this is my last parting words is listen to your intuition, listen to your gut feeling like what John said, because at the end of the day, we were born alone, right? Yes. Our parents was there, but you literally was birthed alone unless you have a twin, right? And you're going to die in this earth alone in that box, right? Whatever it is that you're, you're doing. What matters the most is what impact you're giving out there. Because we're going to be 100 years from now, our great, 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 great grandkids won't even remember us. But this might still be in that capsule for them 100 years later, right? To reflect on. Can I add one thing to that? Go for it. I think, and, and I did put this in my book, and I think this is the thing that I so desire for people to, to, to wake up to, is that there never, ever will be one of you, one of me, or anybody else out there. Like, every human being is a unique individual, right? There never has been and there never will be another one of us. And that has value, what you think, what you want to say, those things have value because they're never going to be said again. And, and, you know, so, so, you know, with the gut, it's, it's, it's listen, respond, right. Move forward, go with that intuition because you, you expand and you grow and you have a reason and a purpose. Yeah. And I was in the show today and Kimberly um, was saying in uh, Lachelle and Paul's show that we literally are seeds put in this earth with a purpose. And I reflect that. And I was actually crying, Kimberly, if you're listening to this, um, because when she was talking about her son being a miracle child, my firstborn, I almost died giving birth to her. That's why I didn't want to have kids after that. I was like, oh, I'm going to be an only child. I'm going to have an only child. 
literally I suffered from beginning to end with my firstborn and I and she I hope she's not listening to this one somewhere but she was born with a hole in her heart and she had a huge eight millimeter like shunt on her life uh on her quadrant left, left quadrant um heart right and and the doctor, I cried and I was like, you know, and then she has all allergies. We went to the emergency room every single day because we couldn't figure out what her allergies was. So then we figured it out and she had um, anaphylaxis a couple of times and EpiPen was nowhere to be found at that moment. Good thing is the emergency room literally was across the street where we live in Virginia and there's nobody in the emergency room in Virginia. It was really nice. You got like first doctor, but even when we moved to California, we knew her allergies. It got in even worse. So we had to spend extra money to get her blood tested for every single thing. And she's allergic to everything. And so she's my miracle child. And she's graduating next week. Oh, my God. I don't want to be emotional. But, like, she had a lot of issues two years ago because of COVID. And and the music that I, I, I shared with you before we came in, that's her music. Music saved her life. Right. And and life is so precious. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever you're going through, depression, anxiety, stop. Celebrate that you're breathing. Sometimes what we do is beyond us, whatever that is. And please do not do not be embarrassed to ask for help. Help is there. You just need to reach out. Right. You just do really do. And I, I love you guys for being here. I thank you so much for your time. And I want John <laughs> to come back. Okay, um, for sure, because he's a financial guy right now and we need as much information and, and as much as help, as much as educational things that we need to talk about with finance. And uh, we go with it. John, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate it as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And we are going to get John back for sure. I Happy love you. To Yes. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Level Up Circle TV. We hope you found your inspiration, motivation, and valuable insights to help you in your path to personal and professional growth. Remember, the journey to success is ongoing and every step you take matters. If you'd like to explore more resources and connected with like-minded individuals, be sure to visit our website, L-U-A-B-Y-D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Follow us on social media and join our community. Your participation and dedication is what make this circle thrive. Keep striving for greatness, keep leveling up, and keep pushing the boundaries of what you can achieve. We look forward for having you back with us for more incredible stories, expert advice, and actionable strategies in the next episode of Level Up Circle TV. Until then, stay focused, stay motivated, and keep reaching the stars.